Hi, welcome to tonight's episode of Tori37. Um, I have changed a lot since the last time I recorded something. Um, I went back to school. I enrolled in a medical terminology class so that I am halfway to my goal of what I really want to do. Obviously, I've done a lot in the last, I would say, six months, but I'm sure of what direction I want to go in now. Now, obviously, I'm going to need a job job to support you know, my blog, <laughs> the podcast, um, and now I have a business. I chose to take this opportunity up because of what I believe is a re- really good opportunity with my business mentor. He didn't like push it towards me. He helped me understand the potential that I had inside rather than me just, you know, forcibly, you know, doling out cash for something that could not work long term. That was important before I even decided to, you know, take the plunge. I'm the type of person who has to see what it's worth, what is the value that is being put out before I do anything. And seeing what this company can do and what I can accomplish and how I can immerse it with everything else that I do, like my blog and this, to me that was, it was just a perfect opportunity. Going back to school um, is super important to me because I always believe that the more that you learn, the better off you are. You're building your resume and working in a hospital environment like I do, I want to be able to make a difference, but you can't make a difference without an education. Let's be honest. Education is very important. And when you don't have it, that's when employers are just like, enough to pass you over for somebody who has a degree in say this or a certification in that. And that's not where I wanna be sitting in. Granted, while COVID is still happening and you know, probably for about, I would say six months after whatever you know happens if there's a vaccine that's discovered at some point, I'm going to have to prepare myself for another position. And I want to do that right away because I don't want to I don't want to stall my my journey. I don't want to stall progress. I had talked to someone who was very high up in the company and they said to me, "Do not ever, you know, shrink down what you think is possible. You have what it takes to be anything, to do anything. You have to reach your own potential." Don't ever put yourself on a pedestal thinking that there's failure. Just always think that and know that success is probably on the horizon for you. Granted, she doesn't know what I do on the outside. No one really takes what I do like super serious, but I do. Um, If they truly knew how much progress I've had with this and with my blog over the course of this pandemic, they would be kind of shocked because it's not something that I even expected. The opportunities that I've gotten because of what I do, I'm blessed. I've been interviewed by several people for different publications that have been online. Like I've said before, um, in December, I'll be published a published author with one of my blog posts being in a magazine and a website. And... I had an opportunity to work with a big company to distribute my 
my podcast, this podcast, and my other one, depending on how I feel. Um, but mostly, I'm focused on this one because obviously it's more established than Tori in Progress. That's something that, I mean, is secondary to this and to my blog. But to be put in that position is great. And, drumroll please, Rachel Hollis has a book coming out. Um, it's called I Didn't See That Coming. It's about her divorce her relationship with her husband Dave, their children, and how all of this has been very tumultuous towards her. And she's she's one of my favorite authors. She's somebody who I believe has helped me through her personal development books to become a little bit stronger, especially after my mom's death. Um, helped me move on a lot. Helped me deep tap into myself. Um, her last book was Girl Stop Apologizing. And that was an amazing book. And by chance, someone who works for Hall's company, um, I'm friends with her on Facebook. She friended me, and I belong to one of the like made for more like groups that I've talked about, like probably talked about in like the first episode of this. And she invited me to be on the launch team, which meant I get you know to see the unpublished version of her book, the raw cut, and that is amazing absolutely amazing experience it it puts a lot of things in perspective this year I've made myself you know forefront you know the most important thing I didn't like I decided not to be so lax on taking care of myself not you know emotionally physically mentally and focusing on what I could do to make myself better and to read somebody going through something similar in circumstances not personally but like the whole evolving thing that change I completely agree with her things aren't always what they seem they're not always going to be great and you know you learn that what you do in the future you have to start now as a goal you have to put your best foot forward in life because it changes in an instant. It's not always going to be the same. And sometimes the things that you want or pursue aren't always available for you. Me, I was told no by a company because they said that, you know, this wasn't strong enough. This had to improve. So I was like, whatever. I'm okay with that. I always take the redirection of no, not right now. Not, not going to happen right now but it's going to happen in the future. Well, lo and behold, checking my emails and the email from the company that said no to me was attached with another big company. And they're both brand companies. And because this is pre-launch, I can't really say, you know, who they are. But let's just say it's going to bring this to a bigger market, a market that's a hell of a lot more amazing than I would have ever dreamed of. This girl, this girl from New Bedford, Massachusetts, has accomplished basically everything she set out to be. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I'm so thankful and I'm proud of myself for not giving up when sometimes I heard no. Sometimes when I was doubting myself and was stuck on topics of what to talk about here and people were like, oh, your podcast, your podcast, what, what exactly are you doing? I'm growing. I'm evolving. I'm being different. I've always been that person that thinks outside of the box. That's not going to change ever. I'm just on a bigger scale at this point. 
So with my new business, which is the title of it, I believe I said in the last one, but I'll reiterate, um, is Phoenix SoCal. Phoenix, because I rose from the ashes to blossomed into something that's so much more amazing than I would have ever thought. Phoenix is also a dual meaning to me because I grew up in Phoenix for a period of time when I was a kid. It was hot out there. It was really hot. And I loved it. I loved it. That's somewhere I definitely want to go back to after the pandemic's over. That in California. So which brings me to SoCal. SoCal is a version of culture, the beaches, the community, the love I have for beaches, everything out there in California where the water is so clear. Right now it's not because of the wildfires, but nonetheless, it's a beautiful place and that's somewhere that I want to maybe eventually end up in. 75 is the date that I decided to finalize my decision on why and how I would develop this. And it's also significant because I have a business partner and that's a date that's important to us in general. So with that, my company being health, beauty, and wellness, which is something that I myself am interested in general because I got a certification to become a yoga teacher so that kind of fits in with that whole aspect as well as my mindset always wanting to you know change you know be the healthier version of myself especially during the pandemic that's when you really want to take care of yourself because you're at home and you really have nowhere to go and the gyms while you can still go to those you have to be able to take care of yourself your body at home where it counts where your kids are seeing you know doing those home, at home workouts buying the other pair of yoga pants because the uh, the ones that you use for your mom thing is just not okay now i think it's it's a process and you know i'm learning as somebody who launched two businesses during this pandemic that you can achieve anything as long as you put your mind to it you have to not have the quit in you you have to continue to think upon the lines of well i mean if you do this but that doesn't work okay fine you, you go back to the drawing board there's no such thing as failure failure is when you say i quit or you abandon i mean when i walked away from this for a little while i lost viewers like i said but i came back i became stronger I came with a bigger force and now here I am at you know almost close to you know 2,000 people listening to me and that within itself for somebody like I said from a small place like I am and not those people all necessarily listening to me even if they know of it it's big for me because I feel like I've accomplished something I wouldn't have accomplished that if I had just given up and said, well, I can't do this because I have this, that, and the other. No, I started this because I wanted to have the connection. I'm continuing it because I want to grow a connection, create a community within, you know, my workplace or beyond. People who read my blog aren't all from the U.S. They're from different places around the world. And for me to see those stats when I read them, and I'm just like, wow, 
You read me? You read my words? Hey, thank you. I'm honored. <sighs> but the most important thing I've learned this year is to stay resilient, to stay mentally tough, to be yourself, to try to get to a better place. You want to prove to the world, more or less to yourself, embrace that that freaking goddess that is inside of you. If you're a female, obviously. Embrace the goddess that is in you because you know what? She's great. She's kick-ass and she can do well above what you even anticipate. I read a book called The Audacity Be Queen and I had mentioned this previously. I believe it was on one of my IG videos. That book, it basically is a personal development book that helps you to tap into your gifts that you have. And a lot of people will suppress those gifts because they believe that the nine to five job that they have or whatever situation they may be in, if they own their own business and they're struggling, no, that's the book that you should probably start to read. Or if you, even if you're a mom and you, you have desires of doing something else other than what you're doing, she out, Gina outlines the importance of taking care of yourself and putting yourself, you know, into a place where you feel comfort. Where, where even if you aren't in a good place, you know that you're worthy of that crown. Don't ever take it off your head. Because the moment you do that, you're handing over the power to somebody else. There's always something out there that means more. You're working towards your queendom. Embrace it? Absolutely. Preparing yourself for those gifts. You work on yourself. You put in the mental capacity that you need. That means probably digging a little bit deeper in your emotional realm. Don't suppress what you feel. Always express it. I didn't mean to rhyme it in that way. I don't know why I did that. Um, but um, don't ever stop thinking the way that you think. The moment in which we are in, which is a very... I don't even know how to describe it right now. It's a volatile world. We have to have something positive coming out of it. And if the positive means you became stronger because of this, you found who you are, what gifts you were honing, or you're able to propel yourself well above the level which you even imagined. Always be a work in progress and always be teachable. Those are two very important things no matter how high you are on the totem pole because if you're not teachable you're not going to take constructive criticism well from anybody and that means even if something you're doing isn't working and you're being told that you have to be able to show people below you your assistants or your your children or your your spouse who you are vulnerability there is nothing wrong with it it's it's a blessing and a curse but i also feel as though 
if you don't show that, it's like you're emotionally not there. You need to continue to be there emotionally. You need to, you know, strike while the iron's hot. You want to be positive, right? I'm a positive person. And I try to be that way no matter what. Even in my lowest of lows, I'm going to smile because I know that somewhere, someone needs that smile more than me. So, that's how I feel. Secondly, in my workplace, where I am, we see a lot of sick people. Um, More so now than ever. And to me, it's sad especially with their loved ones, the people who come to visit. In my current position, which I said is, you know, medical screener, I'm the first and last person along with my partner that they see. So depending on how you gauge your first meeting with them is how they're going to engage with you the duration of their visits. So I know a couple of them by name and I try to smile and be positive even when they're sad. And you can tell because their eyes kind of change. Wearing a mask is probably one of the most difficult things for a lot of people. People read your your facial expressions. That's how they make a deeper connection with you. Your eyes tell a story. Your face tells a story. And when you can't see that, you're not sure of what you're walking into. And as a stranger, being asked questions about diseases and, you know, having your temperature taken and you know checking in with your your spouse or you you don't speak english there's a lot to be gained from this it's not a social experiment but it is an experiment in human design how you react to this is how people will perceive you okay for example people come in at night some of those same people they visit during the day so when they're visiting their loved ones and sometimes they come down crying you have to remember now they're in a bad position because they've either lost their loved one they're on comfort measures or CMO and you just honestly you want to make it better for them sadly we don't have that kind of power you can't hug them you can't even touch them really because COVID took away a human emotion, the ability to comfort people, to have them feel like they matter. So you have to comfort them with your eyes. So when you see the eyes watering up, you want to give the most gracious smile that you can. Or you speak eloquent words because you know that whatever they're going up to see, could be their last seeing of that relative you have to put yourself in their position a lot of people don't want to and you have to have that compassion for them because if you don't have it who is that's so it's a humane response to life life begins you're a kid you're a teenager you're an adult And then you grow older. And as you grow older, there's less out there for you. If you outlive your friends, usually your spouse and your children are the only thing left. 
And if you couldn't have kids, now there's just you. The equation of you come into life alone and you leave alone comes into play. A lot of these people have really big families. So when they go up there as groups, you're just like, wow, you know, I hope at the time that that happens to me, I have people who are gracious enough to go up there and and visit me during my last hours, my last days. You want to be remembered as a driving force behind whatever you did. You want to have that she was tenacious or he was tenacious and, you know, they accomplished so much and they did a lot for their community and the people that surrounded them. You want to be remembered for that. You don't want to be remembered for the other things. Or you want to be remembered for your laugh, your jokes, your humor, your ability to make balloon animals or making that great pie at Thanksgiving or turnips, something that somebody remembers from a meal that you made. You want to be that person. You want to leave behind a legacy that no one can touch, that no one can tarnish because you know what you represented when you were still alive. And for me, the legacy that I want to leave behind personally is that I was a good person, that I cared enough about the positions I've held in my life, as well as, you know, being being there for my friends. My friends, because I was an only child on my mother's side, other people that I always, you know, look towards as family. They're the sisters and the brothers that I never had. I grew up alone, other than, you know, my god brother and god sister. And, you know, again, we grew up. So that's all I had. You want to prove in a way that you did it on your own. You may have had help, but you did it on your own. You became the person you needed to be because your parents instilled those values. The value system, obviously, is different for everybody else. And that's okay because, you know, it doesn't matter how you were raised. It's just that you you want to be remembered as someone who keeps a legacy especially if you have children. That's something that you want to leave behind for them. Leave behind the gift. The gift of your heart, the gift of your soul, the gift of your mind. Because those are the memories that they're going to keep to keep your memory alive. Making the decisions that I make, I think about that because I don't have any kids. And I don't know, like, what the future holds. So I create everything that I do in the moment. I don't live in the moment, but I know what the moment can can, can change. I watched, you know, my healthy mother go through (laughs) years and years of, you know, things that I would have never even imagined because of 
the blink of an eye. So I know what the world is made from. I know how difficult it can be. I know that circumstances aren't always within our control. I know that the world is changing. I know that our climate is changing in general as a, as a community, as a nation. But you know, we also need to come together as that same nation. You know, rise above what's going on. It just can't always be, you know, politics or everything else in between that, you know, will take too long to talk about. But I'm a true believer that we can overcome the difficulties if we just learn to embrace our differences. And I know, again, that's really, really hard. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen probably anytime soon. But you know what? When it does happen, I hope I'm still here to see it. Um, I know that the opportunities that I've been given as an individual couldn't have happened if not for probably the current circumstances of the country. It, it gave us all the ability to grow, to find a different role in the world, to find our niche, to create, to drive, to do whatever we needed to do to get the things that we need in life. And I hope in the next four years, that we're still given those same opportunities, no matter who's in office, what wars we're having, what differences the country may go through if we have another pandemic, whatever the case. I just think that we, we need to build, need to build build our build our country build our environment build our network create our world remember this is a gift don't ever take it for granted i see life i've seen death recently you want to remain in between not in limbo, but living your life to the fullest. Take care.